Hello, Capel. My name is Kayla Wynn, and I'm a sophomore and a photographer for the Sidekick. My name is Ria, and I'm also a sophomore and a photographer. You're listening to Plugging In Podcast. Today, we're here with Coach Guzman to discuss what it's like to balance being a Capel coach along with teaching algebra. Hi there, this is Kayla, Ria, and Coach Wiesman. And we're here to discuss what it's like to balance being a Coppell coach and teacher. Uh, what pushed you to pursue a career in coaching and teaching? Um, so a lot of things, really. Um, but I ended up having a lot of teachers um, that impacted me in um, my years of being a student. And um, their lasting impact on me made me want to have a lasting impact on my students in my classroom. And um, I've always been a firm believer in sports and like the just physicality behind um, what is put into sports. And so just the two tying together, it it just seemed like a good option coming out of high school. <laughs> and um, I mean, originally I wasn't set to teach and coach. I knew I wanted to coach, um, but teaching was something that I wasn't so sure about. Um, and so some series of events, um, getting recruited in college um, kind of determined what career I was going to choose just because financially the opportunities that were available for me for athletics didn't really align with the um, same opportunities for the um, major that I wanted to go into. Um, My original major was architecture. Um, And so, so yeah, so I ended up having to, um, at my junior college that I went to um, right out of high school, um, they ended up having a good um, architecture program that fed into KU, and I was like, oh, like that? That sounds like (laughs) a really good idea, you know? Um, Now, I didn't think that I was going to be able to play volleyball at KU, and I I knew I needed volleyball in order to pay for my school. Um, I'm one of four girls in my family, and so college adds up, you know? So, you know, just... The things in life, the the opportunities that you know came about, it seemed like that was that was the route that I was being called to go to. And I mean, now that I'm here, this is like I this is the dream to be here teaching and coaching. And so yeah, that's yeah. I always wanted to be an architect. Like I okay, so I like wanted to be an architect, and then I was like, no, I can't draw. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, they've got technology to do that stuff for you. A lot of it is by hand in the first couple yeah, years, yeah, but true. then you have like the CAD technology that ends up help, helping with uh, creating all those structures. That's and true. oh, it was it was so awesome. And my architecture teacher, my first year. Um, Whenever I told him I was, I ended up needing to go a different route because mm-hmm. of just financially what was best for me. He he was devastated because <laughs> it, it. I mean the the projects that we created it was it was so cool and I felt like I was actually kind of good at it. But you know it's something that I mean even though I'm I didn't get to major in it. Um, I know that there's people out there that still build and design structures that don't have that degree um (laughs) that they get people to have that degree to help them do something that they Mm -hmm. like so yeah it's it's cool but like a little all i will say like if i were to do it all over again i wouldn't change anything however like telling younger individuals um 
setting setting yourself up for like future years um, financially it helped me a lot but I did need to go back and get my teaching certification to yeah, teach here yeah. in Texas and so it created a little bit longer of a process mm-hmm. but it 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 was all worth it in the end so just whatever y'all do in your future years you just go for it full force and do what's best for you like financially emotionally for your situation specifically so and yeah. I'm sure you learned a lot along the way right. because of, you know, how many different, like, routes you took with your life, how many different turns there were. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> and a lot of coaches uh, and teachers, you know, behind me that were very encouraging and just they, they helped me, uh, like, guide in, like, my thought process and a lot of those um, situations where I had to choose what route I was going down. And, you know, some of their – um, strategies still stick with me. Make a pros and cons list uh, all the time. Um, so then you you are aware of you know the, that route that you want to choose, what all comes with it. And um, so that was really like a strong piece of advice that I, I still kind of hold on to um, with making decisions every day now. So yeah, life is fun. <laughs> it's eventful. It's fun. <laughs> So to kind of piggyback off of like what you were saying earlier, um, who were some of your biggest influences or role models? So in my younger years, um, my one of my like the coach that influenced me in the beginning years, my dad coached me. He coached me in basketball and little bitty soccer and <laughs> um He's, he didn't know a whole lot about volleyball, so I didn't ever get his coaching for volleyball. But in my younger years, um, having him there and supporting me has been probably one of my biggest um, influencers and just impacts in my, my life. And my mom, obviously, she's my biggest cheerleader. Um, <laughs> um, and she, it, her mindset of just going into every day, um, every day is a blessing and, you know, just treating every obstacle that we're facing with the same kind of hard work mindset that we go about any other task in our life. Never giving up is a mentality that she has in, engraved into me. Going into coaching a little bit more um, in high school, I had a really great high school coach. His name is George Creason. He was probably one of the coaches that didn't mind telling me how it was um but at the same time he he encouraged me a lot in bar in uh, high school i was the only freshman on my varsity team and we ended up going to state my freshman and sophomore year um with a really strong team and after those two years um i was still playing for the same coach and you know he just um he had to we had a whole new team to after after those two years. We my freshman year we didn't have any seniors. My sophomore year we had four seniors, um, and then like a fairly young team. Um, but then like just his his thought process to to help guide me as as um, somebody that had been a young player on varsity to um, being that six rotation varsity player for him for four years. Our our team dynamic changed drastically from my freshman year to my senior year. And, you know, being able to have him there as a mentor to help guide me um, in that, like, in that time of trying to figure out how do I lead all of my 
my peers on my team. Um, he was a big influencer in that. Another coach, uh, John, um, he was my uh, club coach, was the one that helped me get recruited. Um, and he was the one that, although I've heard in my past that I wasn't gonna, I wasn't good enough to play in college. I wasn't. Yeah, it was. It was. It, I'm telling you guys, it, it's tough to hear. It is, and you know, just he- hearing that though, there's a there's a mental shift that can happen. Like you can take take hearing that negative thing that oh, I want. I wanted. He those coaches knew I wanted to play in college. That had yeah. told me that mm-hmm. they knew it, and so you know, just hearing that in the back of my mind, it was a, to me, it was a motivation. I know to some of my peers, if they would have heard it. it probably would have torn him down, but like my, my coach knew to, how to motivate me. He knew that I was a fighter and that that was something I wanted. Um, so it just helped guide my uh, drive that much more. But John, he was one that told me from day one, yo, you, you've got what it takes. John, he would tell me that, um, you know, these coaches that are coming to watch our games, they, you're a recruit magnet. Like, and just hearing those, those kind of thoughts behind like his thought, like his thought process about me as a player and what I could contribute. It was just it helped me make that that shift to believe that I was capable of doing what I really wanted to do. And so I would say that those those were a lot of my my big time um, influencers. And then oh, sorry, one more. Okay, my <laughs> professor, my professor, Dr. Craig Butler. He was one of my um, professors at my junior college and he just he has just this strong presence that you just you aspire as a student to to just have that presence in in people's lives and you know so I'm, I'm sitting there in his classes as a student and I'm like man yo, <laughs> this dude is like legit like like big muscular dude he loves sports <laughs> loves athletics um you know he always cared about us kids and I just that was just somebody I really aspired to be and he was um, one of my teachers in my education class and at the time I didn't know I wanted to be an educator but I mm-hmm. ended up changing into that mm-hmm. career and he was just that that motivator behind behind me the whole time just hey you're you can do this you're you're amazing like you're gonna be able to impact a lot of lives and you know at the time I didn't I didn't believe that I was gonna be where I am and um but I want to say Dr. Butler um you're right (laughs) if you hear this um um, and so I just I'm very thankful for those that have impacted me um obviously my college coaches as well just getting me where I am today and so just very thankful to, to be where I am and for those people so great wait okay I just kind of wanted to ask this but you're not from Coppell right like, no yeah so what, like where are you from so I'm originally from a small town outside of Kansas City um on the Missouri side it's called Pleasant Hill Missouri um the only reason people know where it is um is because there's a weather station there um um, there's like i think we got our third or fourth stoplight this year um in our town so it's a really small town uh i graduated with 164 kids yeah it was it was a small town I know. There's like a thousand. In no, each there's class. like there's, that's like a tenth of our class oh size. My God. Uh, oh I'm my surprised God. I don't like get lost in the school a little bit more than I do. <laughs> my high school had like it had one hallway, 
going towards like all the classes, a band hallway, and then um, the gym hallway. Like, so it was not much at all. Um, so this is huge. <laughs> um, and I, yeah, it's Capello being here. It's, it's so much different than being back home, but I wouldn't change it for the world. So. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, it's cool. Yeah. It's cool. There's a, everything's like so close. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And everything's kind of just like linked. Mm-hmm. But it's nice. Yeah. I like it. And there's there's yeah. just so many opportunities to do new things and Capella to learn yeah. new things. Yes. Yeah. That that yeah. that was another like so my. Y'all haven't asked me this question, but I'll lead it. I'll, I'll go ahead and tell y'all. So why we came down? Why my fiance and I came down here? Um, we actually met at our. Um, at the community college Johnson County um, and then transferred out to a school in Tennessee together um, and then ended up moving back to Kansas City for a summer and then moving down here and the reason why we moved down here is because of a flight school uh, for my fiance and yeah so he's yeah he's a pilot Um, he's he's in the process of getting all of his uh, license um, and certifications for um, that and He's he's so cool. <laughs> he's so cool. I, I love that man. But anyways, but we came down here because of all the opportunities that yeah. present themselves. I mean, teachers down here in Texas are way more valued financially and of our time. And from what I've interpreted from what my teachers in high school have said than in Missouri. So like from Texas to Missouri, just the the difference uh, financially too that down here offers it. There's so there's so much to to do and to get involved in down here. I mean, for him, pilot, this is like a hub city. Dallas is a hub city for for planes and for coaching. North Texas is one of the strongest regions for volleyball. So this was just an amazing amazing place to be so I'm just very blessed to be here so so you talked about your fiance for a little bit and we know you recently got engaged so how's that going and how do you maintain a work-life balance with um you know having to kind of juggle like your teaching and your career with everything that's changing in your personal life I guess planning your wedding yeah yeah Yeah. so you know, I, I told you guys about my coaches telling me to make pros and cons list. Another thing they told me to make was checklist uh, mm-hmm. things that are, I need to get done and to have of importance. And so with me, um, having the the role um, of being a fiance, being a teacher, being a coach, I've got three different checklists. <laughs> um, and they're very long. They've got a lot of boxes. Um but just being able to know in the back of my mind that I have um, people that are counting on me and that I know that if I um, didn't do my job or be present in my life, then those relationships of those people that I'm around and impacting those would suffer if I wasn't being present. And so being present and being um, where where my feet are is something I really tried to do as being the, in the role that I am and, you know, pla- like planning my wedding. So I got, I got married, or I got married, I got engaged. <laughs> We're getting married. We're in the process, everybody. But uh, I got engaged in December of this past year. Um, and so we've had some time to plan. Mm-hmm. A lot of the, our summer was spent just 
glued to computer screens and our ears were glued to phones calling venues and (laughs) you know just knowing that that summer was my time to really try to plan Mm because once August 1st hits number one it's volleyball season um but then (laughs) but then um you know school starts mid-August so um that summertime is really my time to get things done so being able to have those checklists and those boxes um in order it's helped a lot so I just the motivation behind you know what keeps me going is like just the fact that I have all, all these individuals counting on me to to do my job to be present in their life and to add to it and to never take away mm-hmm. from from someone's joy or a, an attempt to do that it is never of an intention to for me to do that so I, I just I go about that my days with the mindset of okay I'm present with these these people my people in my life right now um yeah I feel like I circled a little bit there uh what was the question <laughs> yeah I mean I, I I think you covered it okay, yeah, okay. yeah no that was good I hope the wedding planning's going really well yeah, <laughs> yeah. we okay well we found a venue we're waiting oh, that's really good. yes yes oh it's it's honestly probably a venue that's going to catch people by a lot of surprise. Really? Um, yeah, it's got a lot of, like, cool, like, unique features. It's a more vintage type that's so fun. place. Oh, yes. Yeah. I'm really excited. I'm really excited. And so we'll we'll see. It, like, we're waiting <laughs> on pricing to come back and yeah. stuff. But um, I think we're pretty set on it regardless. So. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's so cool. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> So, obviously, you teach Algebra 2, and that's not a lot of, not a lot of people really like that subject, but still. <laughs> it's tough. <laughs> but, in general, like, what's your favorite part of just, like, teaching, and, like, do you, like, make meaningful connections with students? Like, how do you go about doing that, and just, yeah. Yeah, so um, I know here at Coppell, um, Miss Springer has our fish philosophy and so she really helps <laughs> to guide our um our just our environment that we're setting in our classrooms it helps that like a lot of those fish philosophies kind of are in my like everyday moral life anyway so you know just being able to be present and being with with the students in my class um just emotionally physically whatever they need me to do uh, for them I'm, I'm here for them for algebra 2 not being a class that you know it's everybody's favorite one to race to um you know I just I I go back to thinking about how I was as a student and you know math wasn't something that came easy to me as a student but I had a teacher that his name is Mr. Bloom um that made every day just a little bit more exciting and did we want to learn the math no, but I definitely wanted to go in and see Mr. Bloom and see the excitement that he had for me in that day. And, you know, just understanding that each student is coming in with their 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 own baggage. And my class isn't the most important thing in their life. And I understand that. I'm a human. I know that y'all have way more important things to focus on in your lives than my specific class. And so I feel like my students can get that feeling from me because I'm not one to 
make them feel bad for my class and uh, like the, <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. The, the the little points that we miss here and there you know like I just I, I'm in a classroom in my opinion full of geniuses full of geniuses okay and I don't know if that's the the right plural or of it I don't know um, but I'm I am in a room full of the next leaders in the world and so just being able to help each one of you that's in here like uh, knowing that although algebra 2 might not be my strength I th- my my worth isn't tied to it mm-hmm. um I've got other things that I'm yeah I'm motivated to do and coach cares about those mm-hmm. yeah. um so I, I i hope that that's that's the environment that i mm-hmm. i've put forth i yeah. think that it does end up making coming to my class a little bit less intimidating and <laughs> a little bit more enjoyable mm-hmm. and i also try to not make everything like clear-cut dry math um yeah. for y'all yeah. i throw in my sayings that sometimes get giggles sometimes they don't <laughs> like we get lost in the sauce of the problem um you know that's uh, it's easy to do especially whenever there's like multiple solutions to things and it takes you guys forever to check for extraneous solutions mm-hmm. and yeah. such so that process just being that motivator in my students to know that yo this is a process but you're capable of this process. You're, you're going to master this. You're, you're, you're strong enough. You're smart enough. You can do this if you put your mind to it. And that goes with anything in life. Seriously. Hell, you don't have to be the masters of anything that you try to do. You just work at it every single day. So, yeah, I guess that's kind of how I, I yeah. just uh, <laughs> try to make coming into my class a little bit more enjoyable, knowing that my students have a lot more going on than just my class and being understanding of that so and um me and Rhea we both you know get to have you as our teacher this year yeah and yeah. I mean I can I can definitely attest to what you're saying because mm-hmm. every like I I struggle in algebra too I'm not the best at math but no, all either. like <laughs> but like I can guarantee that every single time I come into this class I never like feel bad about not understanding yeah something sure. y'all are so smart <laughs> <laughs> we've we have got to um just be feeding our minds a little bit better things okay you guys are good at algebra too i promise you okay but yes i'm glad that you feel that way when you come in because that that basically sums up our podcast. Yep. Um, it was a pleasure having you. Yeah, talk it was to us, so nice Yeah. Well, thanks for having me, y'all. And I hope you have a great day. Thank you for joining us on this week's episode of Plugging In. This is Rhea Choudhury, Kayla Wynn, and Coach Wiesman. Signing, Signing off. off. <laughs>